by the way. Good Wednesday morning, guys. Jerry Miller, and this is Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us. The show where matzo ball soup is a topic of discussion. It is a topic du jour. Yes, my friend. Soup du jour, matzo ball. That voice on the background you hear is the star of the program, the executive producer, a man who's battling a cold, who almost played hooky this particular morning to make a... uh, Didn't even cross my mind. A jaunt down 64 to Richmond... to Pearlie's for a pint of matzo ball. Maybe the best matzo ball so, in, the, in the area. So it's not a pint, it's a quart. Oh, it's a quart. A quart of matzo. Huge difference. Yeah. Like that's, double. Like double. That's a huge difference. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a big double. difference. Yeah. How yeah. are you, my friend, besides the cold? Oh, man, I just I feel like a, a semi ran over me and backed up and uh, split in the headache, got sinus. It's all up in the in the head kind of thing. So um, as my father told me this morning when I said, hey, Pop, I got a split in the headache. He goes, Pop, let's go, son, you're not equipped to have a headache. Oh. Not, not exactly sure what that means, so he might be right. You're not equipped to have a headache. Yeah, no, it's just... That's does that a, mean you don't have a head? That means I don't have a brain. Well, have a brain I, I, have I'm not sure does that... I guess you have to infer the brain. Yeah. Not equipped to have a headache? It's a, it's a New York okay. thing. We, he was just busting my, busting my chops. On that end of it, yeah. So um, everybody needs to be super patient with me today, and uh, but would love to throw some case studies and what the what's going on. We we did we did um, end on February, on February on Friday, that uh, we were kind of betting. Here we go. Here we go. Judah, three shot. <laughs> three shot. Three shot. Smith's already going sideways. Um, that. Um, that, you know, we were talking about that folks are putting homes on the market on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that kind of thing. We did say that. And we were wondering what Wednesday would look like. And, and I sent a, due to a late uh, slide this morning on it. But, you know, as of today, there was a 101 units in pending. On Friday, it was 80, 86. So that's a 15% uptick. By the way, thank you, Judah. By the way, um, news are down by about 22%. So on Friday, there was about 95, and today it is 78. And so we're going to continue to see this. I mean, if those are interested in the real estate market, that's kind of what we're going to continue to see. <laughs> real talk with KeithSmith.com. <laughs> Scroll to the footer of the website. And I do Look real at the estate. fantastic firm that built, you didn't design, say anything and developed about my haircut, that website. By the way. I'm, I'm, oh, you got a fresh haircut? Yeah, I know. I, I was going to give you props. Well, that was, that, uh, we didn't start off with the haircut. That was done between uh, Monday and today. The fresh cut Keith Smith that got. Was done yesterday, and it literally took me two hours. Where'd you go? Uh, his barber. Oh, barber shop. Yeah. Barracks Road. Uh, Barrick's two hours run trip. Barracks Road. The mobile barber comes back into play, does it not? I don't know. Fifty dollars for someone to come to you. People I, say that's really low on a cut. It's got to be way higher. I got seventy-five I, for so them I to come to you. Paid with tip and everything around thirty. Okay, so where's the line where you paid the mobile barber to come to you? I mean, you'd pay fifty bucks. I save two I, hours. I got to ask Mr. Smith for fifty bucks. To, you paid fifty bucks to save two hours. I, I would. I would pay fifty bucks to save two hours. Bill McChesney, welcome to the program. Hey, Bill, Kevin Yancey, hello, welcome to hey, the Kevin, show. Grayson, watching the program. Uh, Jennifer, watching the program right now. Uh, Jennifer, if you have a question, please put it in the feed. We'll relay it live on air. I see those fingers so percolating. The, so the question of the morning is, what is your favorite cold remedy? Right? It's the matzo ball soup. Actually, I've got a different one. What is it? The bourbon in the morning? <laughs> it could Buffalo be. Buffalo Trace? It could be. On a Wednesday morning in the I Love Seagull it, studio? Well, mine was rum, but that's a different, okay. story, different story. A little rum? But it's funny. Wet it's, the whistle? It's along that line. My... My mother-in-law, God rest her soul, um, her, her remedy for a cold was hot tea. Okay. Has to be local honey, right? So yeah. my mother-in-law, Jonas, from a, a, what they call Lower Austria. So this is a little village on the Czech border in, in the middle of, of the country. So it has to be local honey from that particular region where you're at okay. at the moment. And cognac. Mm. 
And then she would follow up and just keep on drinking them until you don't care any longer. There you go. <laughs> so pass out. The best remedy to, uh, for a cold? Well, if you if you pass look out. if you look at the bottle of these cold things, you know, most of the stuff has got alcohol in it anyway. Times were very different. I grew up with a mother on the soccer team who would openly flaunt a remedy to get her two boys to sleep on an airplane. You know what that remedy was? A little sip, sip of rye or something? A little booze in the bottle. There you go. A little booze in the bottle. Sure. I mean, you're talking... That's how you turned out. I, my, my parents certainly did not. My parents treated the booze like the devil's juice. And as a result, look how I turned out. <laughs> <laughs> when your Southern Baptist parents treat booze like the devil's juice, this is the result. You know what? It's funny. I've got... I, I was trying to do something a little bit different today, and I was... Uh, I, I was printing out a hundred getting to know you questions. Oh. Right? Because I was thinking we'd talk about something other than real estate at some point. Okay. Uh, and that's interesting. I learned, just learned something about it. Did I ever know that you were Southern Baptist? I th- you know, I say on the show often that I'm, I was raised Southern Baptist, uh-huh. uh, went to Catholic school, and, How did grew, that work? and grew up in a Jewish neighborhood. Uh, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Religious mutt. Yeah, well, yeah. Raised Southern Baptist, yeah. and I, to the point of like, Youth group and, and big church on Sundays. Then Sunday evening, um, youth group. Wednesday fellowship. Is it Catholic or, or? Southern Baptist. Wednesday. So how did the Catholic school get in the middle of it? It's a great school. Oh. It's fantastic So they school. weren't that much Baptist. They were Baptist enough. They were, they were very Southern Baptist. They just, prided, they just prioritized education. Got it. And were fortunate that they were able to pay for it. By, by no means, by no means a wealthy family, though. Yeah. A family that uh, was able to save and budget and prioritize, but certainly not wealthy. So, Remember those methods? Maybe the country can learn for some of those. Save, prioritize, budget. Well. Might be a topic for a different show right that's, there. That, maybe not a topic for a different show, but, but I... I, I I did a little work oh, yesterday, and I sent out a bunch of slides to every uh, to the to the team here, because um, you constantly ask me about, you know, has the market been this bad before, right? As far as inventory goes, and if you wouldn't mind putting slide number one on, Judah. So for those that are listening, uh, what I did is I ran. Thank it's you. It's on screen. Judah. Keep it on screen for a little while there, J I, I ran uh, a ten-year analysis, right? versus active versus sold, right? So if you take a look at that, and those who may be listening can't see it, so when you get an opportunity, go on to a Real Talk with Keith Smith and pull it down. But did you see the peaks and valleys in that, Jerry? Yes. So, so that is kind of what the normal real estate market looks like. You know, it goes up and goes down. The times that are down are generally in the summer months. Right on that, the peak, the peak is usually in the falls and in the spring. But what I found interesting, because we get asked this question all the time, I'm going to ask you to jump to number four, if you don't mind, Judah, please. So this is everything in the, in the car footprint, right? So this is, sing, thank you, Judah, uh, uh, single-family detached, attached, condos, new constructions, it's everything. Take a look at what's going on between April and May. So we're... we're I think you're going to start seeing a substantial drop in inventory and probably sales going through into, into the summer. And the question is, is, is that a more normal? Are we back to some one of these normal cyclical scenarios where, where if we would go back in 2014, 15, and 16, start taking a look at where we were doing these peaks and troughs of, of, of inventory uh, coming on? So, you know, for those out there in the field, those out there um, doing real estate, I'd love to see what they're seeing in their world out there and, and jump in and feed into it. But um, I, I think I think we're going to probably start seeing a little bit of a bottoming out of inventory. Now, what did, what did inflation do? Inflation dropped a little bit. I'll take... I'll take a peek here in a second. I think it was like 4.6 or something like that. I saw it come in this morning. So, you know, the lowering of interest rates might change everything I just predicted. Well, I mean, you got, depending on who you listen to, some folks say the line stays where it's at. Some folks say by the end of the year, rates will drop. 
Some folks say if inflation doesn't stop running hot, we may raise rates again. So it depends on who says what. Yeah, yeah. Inflation, inflation eased to 4.9% in April, less than expectations. Comments coming fast and furious on today's talk show as we're live on every social channel. Um, Coach Stephanie Wells-Rhodes watching the program. Um, Stephanie of the Interstate Service Company family and also of the Monticello Little League. Corey Park and that Little League over there are absolutely fantastic. Little ISC, too. Our oldest is a part of that league. Oh, really? She says, my mom, my mom's theory was always rest, and I passed it on to my kids. You need to go to sleep was the remedy for everything. Okay. That should be the remedy for our boys, but our boys do not listen. See you later. (laughs) My my oldest son, our oldest son is five years old, and he is sleep adverse. Now, when he sleeps, he sleeps hard, but he resists. Getting him there is the hard part. He resists sleep. Chuck Ramey, I'm maybe, glad it's Maybe this out. is a little bit of that, um, um, you know, a little bit, a little something in the milk kind of thing. Um, no, my, my wife would never go for that. The only thing that works for our oldest son is um, dramatic amounts of exercise. We have to run him like he's a puppy. Like, what, what's a good puppy? A tired puppy. What's a good toddler or a little boy? A tired little boy. That's what Jonas says about me. What's a good husband is a tired... A tired. <laughs> Go ride your bike, Pete. <laughs> I think literally what she says. Go ride your bike. She literally says that. Ta- she, she literally says that. Get out of my face. Go, Go, ride, ride, Go ride your bike. I have enough of you. Go away. Todd Rath watching the program. Hey, the owner of Blue Toad um, Hard Cider. He's a real estate investor himself. Yeah, get- Smith Mountain Lake. Grab a little bit of to- uh, Blue Blue Toad and maybe that might fix my... my uh, cold here he says he ods on vitamin c he yeah. chugs water he eats yeah. two packs of ramen for the high sodium yep. a steam shower and then he passes out that's how he remedies so we're back cold. to sleep again or sickness yeah. I mean, the sleep is is a no-brainer yeah. everyone needs sleep I, that's one thing i don't do enough is um is sleep how much hours a night you get sleep um since our youngest um has been born i think my wife and I would both say that uh, a, a full night's sleep has been uh, non-existent in the last five months. I was lining up for the race. I'd say that's fair. On Sunday. Yeah. And there was, uh, and, and if you ever do something like this, you're kind of scouting everybody out. And yeah. Figuring out, okay, well, this guy looks like he's going to, like, Who rock. should I pair with? That's exactly He did a bike race on Saturday, guys. Sunday. Sunday. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, that's what you start pair. You know, you're trying to figure out, okay, which one do I, should I pair with? And I'm sitting next to these guys, and they're talking, oh, man, I only got seven hours of sleep last night. Yeah. And I went. Don't pair with them. I said, well, first of all, I went, hmm, those are not the guys I'm yeah. pairing with. And then I tapped them on the shoulder, and I said, you know what, I'd kill. Well, maybe that's a strong, strong thing. But. I cannot remember the last time I had seven hours of uninterrupted sleep. Seven hours of uninterrupted sleep would be a godsend. Sorry, I lied to you. When I had COVID. You got it? I, I got that. But I got you were that. sick. I got that. Yeah, that's different. But I, I you know. Seven hours of sleep that you. Wait till you get to be of a certain age. Well, I know. You've mentioned that. You hit the head constantly, right? Of a certain. My father-in-law is dealing with that as we speak. Uh, you, it's, it's a, you get up every a yeah. couple hours and you stumble and you do what you need to do and you stumble back and you may have you may or may not be taking your phone to the bathroom you bring your phone to the bathroom that's going to wake your brain up if you're waking up you have to go to the bathroom and then screen time while using the restroom that's going to keep you from going I back to sleep I read articles about real estate I actually literally do no I mean so do I and I know you do I know you're very well read Jamie Turner watching the program hey, said Jamie. during COVID um, a barber that he went to had a price for a haircut if you wanted to skip the line and not really? wait. You know what the price for that haircut was? hundred bucks. Thousand dollars. What? Thousand dollars. If you did not, if you did not want to wait in line. Now he's in that DC, Northern Virginia yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, scene up there, but a G note, if you did not want to wait in line for a haircut, I would never pay a thousand dollars for a haircut. Um, Would you not, viewers and listeners, what is the price for a mobile barber to come to you? Jamie Turner, I mean, he says, and he said it in previous shows, that my $50, $75 comment for the mobile barber is way too low. It's uh, unrealistic. Well, it depends on the where, right? 
it depends on the where. If Northern Virginia, the where, that number's a little My different. concept is... So to tie this into real estate? Yeah, please. Right? And then I have a question for you about VCU and VCU paying $73 million to get out of a, a piece of commercial real estate where that would have uh, translated into a 25-year lease and $617 million in rent payment. So VCU said, I don't want to pay, I'm going to pay $73 million now to not have $617 million in rent payments over 25 years. Yes, they bought themselves out of the out of a lease. Yeah. Yeah, that's never a good They're idea. They're catching serious you-know-what about <clears throat> yeah, that, this. That's... Because this is a school in Virginia, you know, Governor, former Governor Wilder is saying Yunkin should intervene, should fire the VCU president, and should do a serious investigation into how this school is spending $73 million to buy themselves out of a development project. A lot of questions. So was it the school? Or it was, was it VCU like, Health. Okay. So is VCU Health the same as the, the university? Because in, Similar situation that as, as UVA. UVA. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So it's not actually the university. Similar situation. But the president of VCU oversees VCU Health. Uh, which is not the case. Very different than UVA. Than, than UVA. Yeah. Very, very different. Yeah. Than so UVA. Wilder, who works for VCU as a professor... Wilder, who has a government department named after him, sure. held a press conference yesterday calling for his boss to get fired. By the way, I like your pocket square. Thank you. It was a gift from my mother-in-law. Oh, cool. We should talk about that. We should also talk about this. So this I, was is a trying, topic. I was trying to, to pivot from that because I'm not read up on that, so I'm going to have to follow your lead on it. And if you don't mind, tag Jesse Rutherford. It's his birthday today. Jesse Rutherford, happy birthday. I think he's like 22 oh, or something. Stop. Jesse, how, if we put the over-under at 30 for Jesse Rutherford, do we take the over or under? I think he's under 30. I'm supposed to know that. Actually, I think he is. I don't think he's over. All right, if I'm putting the 30. supervisor in Nelson County, comes on the program. I mean, I can, I can cheat. I can friend of mine, <laughs> friend of uh, Keith's. I believe he's Judah, three-shot, three-shot Judah. I, I if we're putting an over-under at 30 years old for Supervisor Rutherford, you would not take the over? He's taking the under on that. I would take the over all day. Yeah, I think I'd take the over as I'd well. I'd take the over as well, yeah. So we, should, we should find out. I'm not so sure. What do you I, mean? I, I remember having conversation with him, how impressed he is. I'm looking now, Judah. Impresses me as a guy that... 94. That, Damn, dude, he's under. Yeah. Judah, you and I are wrong. Yeah. I, I really Barely. cheated. Because I knew. He's tw- you knew? I knew. Yeah. You knew he was 29? Well, I knew he was under 30. You, how'd you know? Because I've had this conversation. Okay, before. he's 29. <laughs> Jesse Rutherford, we don't I mean do, to age I him. do actually remember stuff. We don't mean to, oh, is he, wa- he's watching? Yeah, yeah. He's well, watching. Uh, Jesse, we don't mean to age you right there. Uh, Jude and I both took the over well, on 30. He's he, 29. He, well, commented, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, he commented this morning. On the show? No, on the... Uh, on, the <laughs> on the promo on, post. On Keith's, Keith's post. Yeah, yeah. So, a little hats off to him. Oh, right? dude's the man. Love no, no, Jesse Rutherford. Just think about this. Under Jesse, th- I love you, dude. Under 30, uh, much like Gore, created internet. In Is he, no. <laughs> instrumental in bringing Sorry, fiber. I I got instrumental in bringing... <laughs> no, you no, 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 no. If you listen to him, he get, created... Get you done on three shots. He's the one that created it. That's in, not in, true. The, yeah, well, we're going to give that to him. Jesse Rutherford... As long as I'm the executive producer. Instrumental in bringing fiber to Nelson County. Yeah, whatever. Okay. I like my He better. was. He yeah, was. He, he was. Well, actually, in fairness, it started long before him. He just took it from, from a little... A little Groundwork and turned it into something also. But just think about this. Oh, geez. Jamie Turner, correction. The uh, $1,000 was during college in Farmville. Jamie Turner, did you go to Hampton, Sydney? Oh, time Was out. it Hampton, he Sydney College? Th- he was offered $1,000 in Farmville? No, he said if you want to skip the line when he was in college in Farmville. It's got to be HSC, right? Were you at HSC? Were you a Tiger? Um, in Farmville. You could skip the line for a G. That, that's no Northern Virginia. I think it was more a statement of, 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 of um, privilege. So, that if you wanted to do this, it's going to cost this. If not, shut the hell up and go back to your spot. That's, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think a mobile barber in Charlottesville could command, if they well, said, my, 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 my Tuesday. So let, let's, let's, let's do a business plan on that, but I want yeah, to get back to Hampton, Sydney. I want to get back to Jesse and continue my A lot of wealthy kudos. private school, Hampton, Sydney students there, Jamie Turner. A lot of Woodbury Forest matriculates oh, to yeah, Hampton, yeah, Sydney, yeah, Jamie yeah, Turner. Yeah, yeah. Did he play lacrosse? A lot of Walsingham Academy. Did he play lacrosse, Jamie? Uh, Jamie, were you a lacrosse player? 
Ah, you know what, Jamie? I think Jamie went to Woodbury. A lot of Woodbury matriculate. He, oh, he is. He yeah. is a Woodbury Forest. I knew a lot of Tigers, but I forgot he was a Tiger. He went to Jamie. He went to a Woodbury Forest, which means he's a di- double Tiger, because Hampton Sydney's mascot is a Tiger. Woodbury Forest mascot the Tigers. A lot of Woodbury Forest matriculates to Hampton City. Well, we, well, my daughter used to swim there all the time. So it's, a lot it's of the school pretty... I went to matriculated to Hampton City. Yeah. Good school. I could have played soccer there. So back at Jesse. Jesse Rutherford, 29. Under 30. Yeah. Chairman of a, of a, of a board of supervisors. Second term. Second term. Yeah. Engaged. Un- engaged. As a successful construction company. As a successful construction owns company. Owns multiple real estate rentals. Owns multiple real estate companies. And no, real estate rentals. Rentals, exactly. Yeah. But, and bust his butt. He, he, always, he always does a great job. So I just wanted to give him a little bit of kudos. And my address is, Jesse, to send $100 to is. <laughs> I'll Venmo. I'll Venmo me. Venmo Jesse's me. a good, good guy. Uh, so, I, want, I want to throw this to you. This is important. This is real estate. We're back on, we're back on VCU? or we're, we're No, this is, you said you didn't want to talk about that. No, topic. I'm talking about VCU. I, 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 I mean, if you're not up to speed, I can't ask for your take. You can actually my take. I'll, I'll quick do it. The, the, it's pretty simple. They bought themselves out of a lease. Yeah. And, and that's never, I don't care if you're VCU. You don't think that's a good use of money? I had no Well, problem. that means it's a bigger problem. Well, the $617 million was the bigger problem. Yeah. There's a, there's a bigger problem. They picked the wrong property. They got the Market wrong changed. organization. Yeah. Market change, yeah. whatever. And somebody made a business decision. It's cheaper to do this than to do that. Yeah, that's what they did. Or depending on where the building is located and all that stuff. Because I, I, I know commercial real estate. I do a, bit, I know a, you do. a fair bit of it. Usually what happens with that, there's a renegotiation of the lease, Right. And something to the effect of, hey, let me sublease it out. At least I'm not burning that much cash. So I don't exactly know where the building is located uh, in Richmond, but uh, that's a that's a that's a big uh, that's a big nut to crack to get at to, to use to get out of jail card. Yeah, it's yeah. not free. Actually, I was going to say get out of jail free card. And you know the crappy part about this, and I, I I talked about this yesterday, is I had no problem with them doing this to save. $617 million and a 25-year commitment with $73 million up front. I had yeah. no problem with it. The problem I had was, was them trying to hide this and it not coming out to a Freedom of Information Act, uh, a FOIA request oh, from so a local a f- media outlet. I did not and that's how that. it came out. If uh, VCU Health had said, look, this is the situation. We screwed up. We screwed up. Well, We're going to do this. I would have been like, smart. Good job. It but is, the fact that it came out that it way. It is always, always the cover-up. Right. That gets you into trouble, or not necessarily a cover-up, but the lack of transparency, you know, that gets you in trouble. That's one, that's one thing with us, right? We're about as transparent as transparent oh. can be. I mean, so, my wife would call me uh, overshare Jer, overshare Jer over here. Um, so here's the question I would have for you. We should get our wives together because they would tell stories. Here's the question I have for you is this, is um, could this ever happen locally in Charlottesville. The question Judah and I were asking was, does UVA do everything from an ownership standpoint? Which, if this was an ownership standpoint with VCU, they obviously would not back out of this project because they they own own the project. So that's the question I have But that becomes a whole different problem. Yeah. But, you know, I... Does UVA do anything in real estate where they don't own the project? So I don't have enough information to that, but my guess is going to be no. That's, they, that's uh, the question. They, uh, that was the question they, from yesterday. Uh, they own everything. That's the reason they have the foundation. Well, I mean, VCU has a foundation. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. of. There may be some small... Let's put it this way. There, this is a medical facility, apparently, yeah. is what it, what it was. Yeah. Right? It was, was not an actual hospital, but be, like, like a doctor's office. Right. That kind be, of thing. Yeah. I can assure you they will own... I mean, I that's know. a question for anyone watching this program. I, I legitimately don't have the answer, and I would like to learn. Yeah, I, 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 my, my suspicion is, is that, I mean, I can text somebody right now and probably find out real quick. But, um, I, you know, just as, as much involvement I have with the higher-ups at UVA, it's all about ownership. Okay. Right? And, 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 and that's what you want to do anyway, right? 100%. But it's a different story, though. You know, if they own... So they're buying. UVA, UVA has a position. Here's a curious question. I legitimately have a curious question here. UVA has a position in Midtown next to Cardinal Hall. They have um, what is that? The Venture 
mm-hmm. the venture office next to Cardinal Hall there. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Corn own that business? He probably does. Doesn't so, Corn so, own that uh, building? So the the point, are they renting from Corn there? They probably are. My point is, is something of this substantial size. I cannot see UVA. I, I may be wrong, but I can't see UVA um, doing it without calling the shots as an owner. Sure. Is that that's? I mean, it'd be pretty hard to get past Darden real estate without knowing that you should uh, ownership is the key. Why, you know, then I, why did I, VCU fall victim here? This ain't a great look for VCU. We're not in the room, so I, you know it's pretty hard to determine what it is. Maybe they couldn't acquire it. Maybe they didn't want to do it. Maybe I, I don't know when it went in. Maybe the, somebody made a better decision, uh, made a decision that's what they, they wanted to do at the time. But you should always own it. I mean, I've, I've got a half a dozen business owners in the city of Charlottesville that want to own instead of rent and forget about trying to find something. And I'm talking like retail spots and class A office space and stuff like that. So if you, you know, in the world today, right now, you want to own, you know this better than anybody, own and lease it, lease, lease it out on that end of it. So I, I, I don't think so. I think, I, think, uh, I think somebody just made a pretty bad business decision early on and thought it was the right one at the time, and now they're trying to buy their way out of it. Ultimately, I, that's what they did. I want to get your thoughts on this headline from London renters and potential home buyers in the United Kingdom are now able to borrow up to 100% of the value of property without a guarantee or deposit in a new mortgage plan introduced by the Skipton Building Society. Yeah, so it's a bit of a slippery road. 5.49% fixed rate on a mortgage for five years, then the rate adjusts. Maximum term of 35 years. A building society is a. Um, think of can, it. Think of it. Think of it like uh, UVACC. It's like a co-op kind of kind of thing. It's like one of these uh, lenders to do that. Th- that's that's almost impossible to coordinate with here. So really, what they're doing is an arm, right? Yeah. The, the lending, but no down payment, though. The, the lending structure in Europe is for mortgages are very different than the, they are here. It, it wasn't only until recently that you would actually see a 30-year mortgage. And I, I know a little bit about this. We, we, we've got family in Europe, trade, property, back and forth. It's very different. A lot of it is huge amount of cash up front. There also isn't the turnover that we have here, right? The turnover we have here is somewhere around... If you're depending on where you look, eight to ten years, these are families that stay in homes forever, right? And they, they go from family to family to family. You don't really have this huge turnover of property like, like we do here. But, you know, you just take a, look, take a look at Austria. Geographically, if you look at Austria, it's almost the same shape as, as um, Virginia. The country of Austria only has seven million people in it. I believe that's about what we have in Virginia. Seven million people. So it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different to, to, to move around. But the mortgage rate... But look, you know, I, I, I think even if that product was here... Do me a favor. Go to slide number three, Jude, if you don't mind. Even if that product was here, the inventory's dropping. The, the, now, the, if you look at the end of April, the last... The first... 10 days of April, we're dropping, we're plummeting. I think it's going to pick back up once we get to the back end of, back end know, of April. No, it's not going to drop like this one. It's not going to be at that steep of a drop, but what it'll be is it'll be a continue to go down here. But we're probably, I'll bet you, I won't butt my mustache anymore, but I'll, 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 I'll bet Man, you. I'm, smart I'm, guy. He I, I've done that once. I'm not doing that again. But you did win the bet. I, well, Interestingly, the bet that you won was the bet you had the most to lose. The mustache. The bets you lost, you I lost felt really comfortable bottles of booze, which in the grand scheme of things, I've no, I know you fairly well, you losing a bet on you know a bottle the story, of booze is not about. really a, a loss for you because you like to have a good time. You know about yeah. the story about it. Yeah. yeah. So that was a huge bet for me to make. I know it was. It was I, I'm bet. shocked you made that bet. So I think we're going to be somewhere around December, January of 22 as far as volume goes come, come mid, mid-summer. 
we're going to be midsummer. We're going to be looking like a t- traditional November, December. I want to give you a hypothetical. Door. Viewers and listeners, sit back. Here's a hypothetical for Keith Smith. That's a bit challenging for the distinguished gentleman. Let me take a sip of coffee. This is a hypothetical for the loan officers watching the program. I see a handful of LOs watching right now. Mm -hmm. This is a hypothetical for the real estate investors watching the program, the elected officials watching the program. I see a couple of you watching right now. For the small business owners watching the program, for those that are lobbyists watching the program, I see a couple of you watching right now. This is a sizzle reel waiting to happen. Oh, great. You can start with what I'm saying here, Judah. So, Judah, how's your day going? Anyone listen to this hypothetical? Because it's a very real possibility. Are you ready for this? We would say we're undoubtedly in a real estate inventory pinch right now. And we've been in a real estate inventory pinch for how long, Keith? Uh, for for a while. For how long? Okay. Estimate. Back of the napkin. Back of the napkin. I, I think we've been in inventory, inventory pinch, oh God, a couple of years for sure. Let's but, say the real estate inventory pinch does not improve, and in fact, it worsens as homeowners like yours truly stay in properties longer because we've secured 2.75% interest rates on 30-year fix. I think that was happening regardless of interest rate, but go ahead. If this inventory pinch does not improve and it persists and we go another 18 to 36 months with inventory levels that are meager, as slim as they get, what does that do to Central Virginia? The economy, to colleagues, to various businesses associated with the supply chain we call real estate. I don't see this pinch improving. How's it gonna improve? Yeah, it's kind of, to be honest with you, it's kind of why I picked this questions, right? Let's talk about something else. We've been talking about this for quite some time, probably as long as the show's going on. If you go to slide number two, that's going back five years. We're taking a look at active versus sold for five years. So about uh, about mid, around December of 2018, now this is the whole car footprint to include the other side of the mountain, right? We were like below 200 active listings, right, in a month. We're probably going to be at that point now. We're, we're at right now roughly 400. I think you're going to see probably in the next month or two that number start tweaking down a little bit unless this interest rates drop a little bit. I don't think the interest rate drop is going to encourage I'm talking about people. the mortgage rate. I don't think that's going to have folks yeah. putting stuff on the market either. So It can never drop to 2.75 or 3. So the struggle here. Ne- never is a strong word. It's not going to drop to 2.75 or oh, 3. Oh, no, 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 no. 5%. If if, I, don't, I think sub 5 would be extremely lucky. But we've got all these um, things happening to us, which is really unique, right? We've got people that are in the home that, the 2% interest rates, they can't, they can't move out. We've got people staying in a home, regardless of interest rates, double what they used to. It used to be five years, now it's staying 10 years. And depending on some of the, the, the research that you're reading, when people at the closing table ask, they're like, I'm going to stay in for 15 or 20 years. That's probably not going to happen. But people are staying there in a hell longer. You We're got not, people moving to the area. We're not building anything more. We're not building anything more. You got people moving to the area. You got no political capital for more growth. And Neil Williamson puts on Twitter and on the Free Enterprise Forum a planning commissioner legitimately in Elmore County says on the record, I don't think there's the political capital in Elmore for more growth. Straight up says this and, and, in a meeting, and, a planning commission. And, and, and it's not the one watching right now. And he's probably not that far off. So, speaking of Neil, tonight is the city council. Um, he's doing a roundtable discussion with them, so if you should tune on. Wednesday, tonight, tonight 7 o'clock, Sean tonight. Tubbs, Neil Williamson. Yep. So look, but we've been talking about this. Tubbs and Williamson, Williamson and Tubbs. <laughs> Is that like a, a Crockett and Tubbs kind yeah. of a Miami Vice kind of thing? Do. Look, you know, it, it's... Sean Tubbs driving a Lamborghini. Oh, yeah, that'll look good. I would kill for a picture of that. <laughs> I was going to say his hair would be flowing in the wind, but then I realized that wouldn't be the case. Sean, Sean's got hair. Really? Sean's got hair. Oh, look at that. That's Sean's got you, hair. Shows you how much I pay attention. He's got hair. I agree. Okay. So part of why I wanted to look at this 10-year up and down 
is for everybody to be a little bit patient with one another. We, we've been doing the Yiddish word, right? Mensch, right? Everybody needs to be a little bit patient, a little bit of kind to one another. This is going to get more difficult as we go through the summer. And this is when everybody's better side of themselves need to show up at the table, right? So, you know, this, this is not going to get better anytime soon. I'll tell you, I was talking to Yona on the way in, and I've said this before. This may sound really weird, but I am super pumped about this market. I am pumped. And people do that exact look at me when I say I'm pumped. Because if you pull up slide number one and take a look at what happened over 10 years, and I've been in it for 30, I know, you know, we know what it takes to get it across the table. We know what it takes to go ahead and do it. It's a lot. There was all different reasons and different different markets, and I'm throwing papers across the table here to go ahead and do that. But you know, we're, we're be patient, guys. This is this is going to take a little bit of professionalism to get it. But what I'm seeing, and a couple of agents are calling me on it, people are not being so kind to one another any longer, and that scares me and concerns me more than anything. To be honest with you, this is going to be difficult to start with. But not to be kind and not to be thoughtful and not to be professional with one another, a.k.a. the bully offers we were talking about, uh, which I love because I, my hair just gets on my back. And I say, well, let's go. I'm in. Uh, uh, but we, we need to be a little patient with one another to get us through this, this hump because, to your point, it's going to be here for a while. I mean, I think you're going to be looking at this, guys, for... It's going to be here for a while. We're going to be talking about this five years from now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, without doubt. Well, Show me the project that's going to alleviate this in Charlottesville. Show me the project that's going to alleviate this in Almoral. You've already told me it's not going to happen in Fluvanna. We're already seeing signs of nimbyism in Greene County because we got stuff in the pipeline. Well, you got three seats up in Greene. So you got three new seats in the seat. So nobody knows who those seats are or, you know, or what they're going to do and so forth and so on. And that's, that's going to put the brakes on, I think. I mean, I'm very curious to see if Bob Fenwick gets on council. Because if Fenwick gets on council, that is a KPI that voters in Charlottesville are trepid with what local government is doing with housing and zoning. Because Fenwick is running on a taxes and housing platform. He's well, saying, they all are. I'm, no. I, I don't know. I've been reading all their bios and their, and their websites preparing for the listen to tonight and for future shows. A lot of them are using this housing affordability. But Fenwick is moniker. running on a um, too no. much taxes. I'm, I'm, I'm not crazy about this zoning yeah. platform. Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. Well, look, uh, we've talked about I'm, – I'm, that's why I'm excited about going tonight and really – you know, this is another big thing, right? This is three seats out of five that are up, and it's contested. It's contested. The, the well, Democratic, Democrats, the Democratic, the election. I suppose it's contested. The election is in June. Well, we got five people up for three seats. The election's I'm June twentieth. I'm pretty sure that's contested. Forty that's days considered contested. Now, once that's done, it's done. It's done, right? You know, that's 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 who. who Here's a question for everybody watching the show. Would you prefer a contested election in Charlottesville City in Almaro County that's a Democratic primary? Or would you prefer a contested election in Charlottesville City in Almaro County that's in November between so, two parties or an independent and a Democrat and a Republican? So here's the interesting part of that. Very few, I would think the general, I think the turnout will be far less in the primary than in the general. Right, because November is a traditional time to vote. Usually, there's other candidates on that. This is just a very specific. Um, uh, can, you know, you've got to you've got to be dialed in to know that that vote's coming up in June. On it, a lot of people don't. Yeah, that's definitely fair. That's a fair question. Would you so, prefer the contested election in November with the general, or a contested election and the primary Democrat? Like we have in Charlottesville well, City right well, now. My answer is November, flat out. General, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah flat That's out. That's what I would want. Not even. A, but to the point of is that the, uh, the volume of voters showing up. In Scott this, Thorpe, I agree 100. percent I'll get to that comment here in a matter of moments. So, so we'll, so a, a very small amount of people are going to vote the direction of City Charlottesville Council because 
really at the prime at the at the general there's going to be some you know Dave Norris is up uh, you know uh, Bellamy is up you know some of the state level votes are up so people will go in in November Dave Norris is running for delegate delegate Bellamy Brown actually no but way no it no. won't be because it'll be the same thing yeah it's exactly that's a, right. that's a that's a Democratic primary that's right we don't have yeah. I don't you got Sally and Creed that's a primary right that's so, June that's a great question for Neil so what's the general election Here's what you got in the, in the gen- city of Charlottesville. What do you general election city of Charlottesville? You got nothing. That's all going to be done by. Is the, the only primary. general election, dude? Is the only general election locally that matters? Well, you got board of supervisors. You got a contested election in Crozet. You got a contested election in the Whitehall. Board of supervisors. That's it. It's only two. No, really, it's Whitehall. Right, Scottsville only has one, right? Yeah, you got so, a contested election in Whitehall, and you got a general election competition with school board Almaro County. I agree. So then you'll have in the Fulvana general election in Almaro County, you got two in board of supervisors. What's the second, Neil? Does Lapisto currently have uh, competition in uh, Rivana? I believe I, I believe she does actually. I believe she, I believe that's a contested uh, contested. Uh, we know Dr. Bryce in, in the general election and Allison Spillman for school board, Almaro County. That's November. So back, back on the city. To you, his point, this November election is going to have very few voting options because the primary in June is going to determine a lot of the sexy races. The primary in June will determine the sexy race that a city council, delegate, Norris Brown, Katrina Coulson, mm-hmm. and will also determine Cree Deeds, Sally Hudson. I think even State in Sylvana, there's not contested. But we'll work on that. We'll work on some, on, on some contested stuff. Um, I think, uh, actually, Neil sent me a, an email about that at one point in time. I was asking him about what is the contested races uh, looking like, and that was when we got into the conversation about um, I actually shared some information with him that... Um, there was three seats up in Greene County, not two. Neil makes the point: independents still have time to fire, file paperwork. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. He's one hundred percent right. Um, Scott Thorpe for Keith. Well, just for the viewers and listeners in general, Scott Thorpe's in the business. He's a realtor. He says uh, he's a realtor and a broker. Scott Thorpe. He says if inventory remains this low for eighteen to thirty-six months, per Jerry's hypothetical then we're going to see a couple hundred realtors depart this business. Yeah, so um, that's kind of what I was, that's kind of what I was talking about by you looking agree with at that. At the, uh, yeah, I, I, we've talked about this, I think, a couple of times. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see in our first week in November show how many agents got out because their dues are up in October. Right. How much are dues? It's interesting. Everybody kind of hangs their hat on the car dues, but your MLS dues are way more expensive because you pay that quarterly through it. So that's your access to the lockbox and to the MLS. So that's a different fee than your, than your dues. Um, I'll be honest with you, I can't remember. It, you know, the bill gets paid and we move on. So it, it's, it's, I don't know. It's under a couple grand. I can't remember the number, to be frank with you. So your deadline's November 1. I think it's the end of, end of October, right? And everybody waits, of course, to the end of, I know we do, end of October, and we hit the send button and let the money go, go, <clears throat> go out that way. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see um, a, uh, a leveling of who's in, in the business. I think there's going to there's gonna be a little pain, and this is when professionalism counts. This is when you got to know how to navigate it. This is, I was thinking of a conversation I had with a couple of agents that, you know, uh, uh, the other sides are becoming a little bit um, aggressive. Again, back to my six things. That the, the sixth one is who's on the other side matters. It matters more now than ever right now that you're working with a professional on the other side because, I mean, of the half a dozen deals i got going on right now, every single one of them has got hiccups to them. Right, and how does Keith and Jerry navigate those hiccups? Right, and I know Jerry's a pro. I'm a pro. How do we get through this to get there, to get to the end of it? Because at the end of the day, a contract's only good as the people that are involved in it. Right, it's 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 always been that way. Always will be that way. 
to go ahead and do that. Keith Smith, real talk with Keith Smith. He's a realtor, helps people buy and sell houses. Look, who knew? Go to the Partners tab on Real Talk with Keith Smith and see the suggestions of who we trust. More comments coming in. This from Rio Road, the king of Rio Road. Jason Howard says, with tight inventory and retirees with cash winning quite often in bidding wars, when you are still talking about this in five years, how much will the demographics of Albemarle have changed? Great question. I think it'll look more like me, age-wise. Almar and Charlottesville City are trending older. So I think you're gonna, you're gonna. We've been talking about this. You're gonna have two. There's two buyer pools. I've been saying this for, I think as long as we've been doing this show. There's two buyer pools. There's me. There's the boomer. And there's the wealthy millennial. And then there's the millennial that's got the multiple six-figure plus jobs. Right. That's it. That's that's. And everybody in the middle. That's reason you call it the missing middle. Right. The missing middle is both. Physical, right? You know, townhomes, apartments, that kind of thing. But it's also economic. When I did, it was interesting when I did the the um, the regional housing partnership missing middle moderated it. I did one of these questions that everybody got a poll on their phone. You know, what, define uh, missing middle to you. And it was interesting. Half the room was physical, and half the room was financial. So it kind of tells you we're right on the right spot here. But that's what's going to happen. The missing middle is going to be what, you know, how do we help the housing affordability, how we help the middle. And that's what this conversation, I am confident tonight when I show up to see Neil and Sean, talk to them. Okay, Are guys, you going to be there in person? I plan, I plan to be there, oh, yeah. Nice. Unless this cold beats me up a little bit in the afternoon, but um, I'm hoping to be there. Uh, I, want to, I want to be there. I want to see how these uh, potential elected officials uh, answer the questions. I really do. I think I think this is probably what we've got some really big elections happening. I don't want to say we have a lot of big races happening because uh, we have huge races. Three well, of, three so, of five. When you say three. race, I think we're we're doing uh, competitive stuff. Once the once the three um, of the five seats on city council are up for election. Three uh, of five. Understood. Three of six on board of supervisors in Almaro County up for election. Got it. Four of seven on Almaro County School Board, majority on school board, majority on city council, and half in Almaro County Board of Supervisors. And also green is majority. I mean, look, we've Colvana big time elections here. has one or two, I think, up there, which is not a majority on it. But, the, the, but if you take a deep, and I'm reading this email that Neil sent to me, thank you for doing it, um, the, <clears throat> the, reality, the reality of it is um, the... They're not super contested, but they're huge changes, right? So the city of Charlottesville has a. When I say contested, I'm not, I'm thinking at the prime at the um, general, general election. At the general election, there are some of them that the city is one of them. We've got a little bit of a competition going on in there, but the rest of them, as I'm reading through his through his email, there's a little bit of competition going on in in Louisa County. There's really none going on in Greene County that I'm aware of on that end of it. So. The point is, is we're going to end up with a turnover, a pretty massive turnover of, of electeds. We got No, ma- we're not. We are. No, we're not. Charlottesville is going to have... You've already said on record that you think Snook and Payne are going to win re-election. So if Snook and Payne re- win thinking, re-election, I'm thinking, I'm that's thinking. not a turnover. No, no, no. But a- anyone think Ann Malik's going to lose? No. I don't. No. Anyone think B. Lapisto Kirtley's going to lose? No. I don't. Donna Price ain't running again. So we got and the it. dude that's running in Donna for, for Donna Price's seat, the Democrat, yep. is in law school at UVA, yep. brand new to the area, believe bought his house with his parents that he lives in, literally, I think lives in it with his brother, and outside the military, has not had a job in the private sector. I want people to understand that. The Scottsville District Democratic candidate, Donna Price is not running, is a student at UVA Law School who has not had a job in the private sector and has strictly worked in military. I believe he's 29 or 30 years old and the home he lives in in Albemarle purchased with his parents. You know what? Good for him. I'm not throwing shade. Uh, I'm just, good, good that him. is applicable to this election. So let, I just let, said. Let, me, let me clarify this a little bit better. 
my my comment a little bit better, and maybe the I got to pop another cold pill here. There is a potential, unlikely as it may be, in the city of Charlottesville, we could end up, in theory, in theory. Dude, it's going to be, if I was a betting man, it's going to be... F- well, you are a betting man. So I am a betting man. Yeah. It's Snook, Payne, and yeah, Fenwick. Yeah, I, I would find it very hard to believe. Snook, Payne, and Fenwick. But it is mathematically possible that you could have the other three elected and Payne and Snook do not get elected. It is possible. It's, of course it's possible. It's possible. Green County is the one that I keep on thinking in my head because that's a flat change out of three seats, right? Because none of the contesteds, none of the current elected officials are re running based on my information. So that's a, that's three brand new seats that are going to be in Greene County, which we talk about all the time, which is kind of the cutting edge of where we're going to try to hopefully create some more inventory to try to create this. So there's a strong potential that that could hit the, hit the, hit the brakes there. Fulvana will, will, will get, uh, Moselle's not running, so the person that's running in with Mo is probably going to think much like Moselle. So I think is going to kind of stay the way it is. At this particular point in time, none of the no-growthers, for lack of a better term, are up for election in Fulvana. So I'm trying to tie this all back to, to real estate. So Fulvana's going to stay the way it is, probably. Al- Alboro's going to stay the way it is. I would agree. I, I would agree with that. Malik's going to win. Lepisto Kirtley's going to win. Galloway and McKeel are still on the board. Correct. So Galloway, Diantha, mm-hmm. Lepisto Kirtley... Jim. And, and Malik. Jim's on that the four right there controls the board. Yeah, Jim. Jim. Jim's Jim votes like that four does. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, city council. The likelihood is Payne and Snook get reelected. The likelihood is probably Fenwick a known commodity, especially with his hard on taxes, hard on zoning campaign and platform. Betting people would say he gets he on. Yeah. What if he doesn't win though? Who? What does that look like? Fenwick or Snook? No, no. The biggest, I think we're, I think we're all, all... Here's the biggest thing. If you wanted to say a what if, the biggest what if question is what if Michael Payne doesn't win? That's the biggest what if. Because Michael Payne, of all the people on the board and all the people on city council, is the largest and hardest pro-affordability housing yeah, that's advocate. His that's his whole damn thing. If Michael Payne loses and does not get reelected the region loses a political advocate for affordability. Well, I, I, and we're going we're gonna to know more about this tonight. We're also trying to put something together. McChesney thinks Lloyd uh, may be the most vulnerable. I, Mayor I, of McIntyre and McChesney and says that. And, and, and Scott Thorpe says Keith Smith annual dues and MLS fees total about $1,700 a year. Thank you. He also agrees that that's going to be a, uh, yeah. a line. Oh, yeah. You're going to see agents getting out of this business when a $1,700 check comes due. Well, if you take a look at it, way over 50% of the, of the agents haven't done one transaction. So, so $1,700 is a big deal if you have never done a deal. It's a big, it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. It's so Thorpe, uh, agreeing to what you have said. Yeah. I, I think I, I may be wrong, but I think you're going to see, see uh, a drop. You also, but the flip side to that is I think you're still also seeing people getting into the business. So the ratio may not be as bad as we think it is. Uh, Carol Thorpe says... Um, hey, Carol. What is the guy's name? I should know what the guy's name I'm drawing a blank on. I don't name. know. What, what do, are we talking Do you know about? what the Scottsville candidate's name is? Mike um, Pruitt. Yeah. Michael Pruitt. Um, Michael Pruitt says he may have... Uh, Carol Thorpe says Michael Pruitt may have purchased a home with his parents, but at least he bought a home with their help, unlike... One counselor, who I'm not going to use his name, who still lives at home with his parents. So back to back to the what if. And Ann Clark Ramey says, "Thank you for doing the show, Keith. Despite oh. how you're feeling, thank you. I hope you thank feel you. better." Uh, she loves the show. I'm going down. Multiple it. people have said thank they love the show, and thank you for doing it. Thank you, thank you. Um, uh, not to be, not to overshare. But I've been drinking a lot of vitamin C and water and, and coffee, and um, if you see me wiggling in my chair, it's probably getting close to that 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 time. But but I wanted to I wanted to throw <coughs> throw that out there I, I, as a what what if what does it look like 
The mayor just walked by the studio, ironically. Go ahead. What does it look like if Lloyd doesn't get elected and Michael doesn't get elected? Then we're going to end up with three brand new... Well, not brand new because Bob's been around for a while. I just, I just find it hard to believe the math's going to shake out that way. But, but well, you know what would be something that you're missing here? The intriguing Probably aspect missing here. missing a lot of things. Here's the intriguing aspect here. If Lloyd and Michael don't get elected, that means Deshaun Cooper, Natalie Oshran, and Bob <coughs> Benwick do get elected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cooper and Natalie are both in their 20s. So they would undoubtedly bring a youthful mindset. Sure. Maybe a mindset of no home ownership to council. Uh, I've been reading both of their printed materials. No, them currently, I'm saying. Not yeah. homeowners. Well, they're currently not homeowners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I get that. But, they, but they, if you read their, their literature, they're all about housing affordability. At least that's what I'm reading. Everyone's about housing yeah, yeah, affordability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's, it's, it's a talking it's, point to win an election. <laughs> You know, if you don't I'm, say housing no, no, affordability. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm going to correct you, sir. It's a talking point on the middle of a 66-mile bike ride with a bunch of 40-year-old guys kicking your butt uh, trying to keep up with them that they want to talk about housing affordability and what are we going to do. That Literally, in the middle of a, of a ride, they want to talk about this stuff. Maybe that's why I got sick because I, I was trying to keep up with them. John Blair, welcome to the show. You and hey, I have both highlighted that there's going to be no new housing anytime yeah. soon. So I just think this is an interesting dynamic. I, I, look, I won't bet my, bet my mustache, but this is the, the, the way the city is broke, the way it does what it does, the math is weird, man. I mean, it, you know, somebody can lose by just one vote, right? Because it's this. That's how all elections are. Well, I understand that, but I got that. Captain Obvious. Okay. But, but what I'm talking about is not districts, yeah. right, where, where me and you were running for, for Scottsville, right? It's a total vote. It's a total vote. It's a, it's a different math scenario where, you know, there could be, you know, very close votes. I, I, just, I just think the math could shake one way or the other very quickly, and then all of a sudden we might end up with three new city councilors or two new city councilors. You know, it, it, it could cut one way or the other. Which is again, I'm not wearing my Captain Obvious socks, and maybe the maybe the medicine is kicking in at this point, and maybe you should say Smith, shut up. No, no, we'll no. follow it closely. We'll follow it closely. I would say the favorites: Payne, Snook, Fenwick, and the city, and the county, Malik, Lepisto, Curtly, Pruitt's running unopposed. Almar County Board of Supervisors. The only election that I see being any kind of, or excuse me, uh, school board, is the only race that I see being tight. And that's the general with Dr. Meg Bryce and Allison Spillman. Let's start asking some questions. We'll, we'll pivot a little bit here. We'll bring our friend. Mark uh, it down what I just said. Uh, we'll bring our friend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Pretty happy right here. Other than Charlottesville. Pretty happy right here. Like what's going on right here. Okay, well, there um, you go. If I could live anywhere in the world, I love Asheville. Have you ever been to Asheville, North Carolina? No. Asheville's fantastic. Love, love Asheville. Had a fantastic time in Hawaii, Maui in particular. Where would you live, Jude, if you could pick any place in the world? Maybe the Florida Keys? Mm, man, I, let's see. Uh, I'd have to go with either Savannah, Georgia, or Madrid, Spain. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good choice, Madrid. That's a great spin. The question is, if you could work for any company in the world, would he still work for I Love Seville? Hell yeah. That's what he would say. You know, I know Judah very well, and he does not lie. Um, Oh, what is going on over there? Look at that. That's strange right there. Yeah, you got to go ahead and and put in a... So mine wouldn't be one. It'd be a couple, but that's just because that's the way... You would be overseas somewhere. Uh, I'll tell you, if it was in the United States and I had the money, to do it, I would go to San Diego. Okay, San Diego is beautiful. Mm. If, I I had the, if I had the money, right, money wasn't an issue. Um, I, I don't think I would live there. I would own something there that I could go visit on a, on a regular basis. And it's interesting with that question. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is where's my grandkids? Literally, that's what's like, okay, well, we want to be close to the grandkids. Because Yona and I are kind of going through. Well, I mean, you've got a pretty good situation coming here with your daughters moving from Seattle to Richmond. So you're going to have 
your one daughter, a son, and a granddaughter less than an hour from your Fluvanna house. Now you just have to persuade Yaz and Harry to I move may down or may not have timed. Harry, the, you moving down here, Harry? From our house to Tavola sitting at the bar took me exactly an hour. From her house in Richmond? Yeah, from the house in Richmond. Well, she's not technically in Richmond, right? Oh, no, no, she's in the city of Richmond. What's it called? Um, well, it's right next. It's, it's by Willow Lawn, but, okay. it's, but Willow Lawn is technically in Henrico. But you just go a little bit, would be east from there. You start going into, uh, uh, into the city. So uh, I think they call it the West End over, over that way. It's between um, uh, Patterson and um, Monument. Okay. Avenues in, in that area. So, guys. Um, Bob Yarborough says Kauai, if not here. That was the first part of our honeymoon, Kauai. May have got my wife pregnant somewhere between Kauai and Maui on our honeymoon. Oh, great. Thanks. It was either on the back end a, of the Kauai leg or on the front end of the Maui leg. I got a split headache already. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, that's a honeymoon. We pulled the goalie. You're supposed to do that. Yeah. Are you not? I don't know. Never went on a honeymoon. Mm. Never did. We got... My, let me see, I paid 158 Canadian dollars to get married. Included two wedding bands, a dinner, and a marriage certificate. What was for dinner? You know, I don't remember. You don't remember? I don't remember. You went straight to dessert? No. (laughs) (laughs) I may have went to dessert before that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. How about them Mets? How about them Mets? I am so we got 37 years coming up. So anybody who congratulations May May twenty sixth tomorrow tomorrow and you're gonna you're gonna ask me how did that math work after tomorrow is Yasmina my oldest daughter's 37th birthday and we're being and our marriage is 37 in March 26. I won't ask about that. I got no problem with that. Yeah. No. No. It was great. We when we got married, she was a couple of weeks in a little basket. Yeah. Why would I have a problem with that? I got no problem with that. I was not going to enter into a new relationship without finishing my other contract. Because my contract in the Marine Corps, what I did, I was not allowed to get married. Oh, okay. Contract you meant the job you had with the government. I had to sign. I, I wasn't sure if there was a... I had to sign. A, no, no. What I did on the duty, on okay. my duty, I literally had to sign a contract that I wouldn't get married. Right? And oh, by the way, if they ever grab me, they'll never come get me. Um... So you're allowed, to, you're allowed to make a baby. Go keep on with going. your contract. You're allowed to make. There was the no baby. specific clause. It says nothing about making the baby. <laughs> nothing about but that. It, there is a specific clause about marriage. Yep. We're not that's married. that's insane. It had, you had to be single. Insane. You had to be single. Doesn't doesn't matter if you just don't get married. And right? your point is, I know. I'm just saying. You find that odd, though, right? No, not you don't either. find that a, 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 a bit curious. Ah, you know what? Never thought about it until this very moment. Until you said that, you know, we only knew each other for three months. Trace is watching in Houston, Texas, right now. Trace is a fantastic oh, entrepreneur. Hello, love Trace. Houston, Texas. Trace, did you sell your business? I think you did, right? Did I see that on social? Maybe in media? August, not so much. But Houston's a pretty, pretty neat. Town. Mustache Dan Pettit is watching the program. He said he's going out to San Diego next month. There you go. And his 50th anniversary is on May 26. There you go. And his Happy son 50. lives in San Diego. We should make it so long. Yeah, 50 years. Congratulations, Dan. Third, yeah, 50 years. Um, yeah. Bob Yarborough says, I apologize for prompting the image that led to Jerry talking about impregnating his wife. Thank you. <laughs> it's because of your comment, Bob, of yeah. Kauai. Yeah. I just want you to know that, yeah. Bob Yarborough. Well, back on Hawaii. Let's go back to places to live in back on Hawaii. I don't know if you any, have you known anybody actually lived on Hawaii for an extended period of time? No, you you've made comments on previous shows. Folks that live on Hawaii often find themselves very depressed. Or islands. Yeah, very it's same, depressed. It's the same place where we go because we're very go, isolated, very depressed. We're going to uh, our place for our wedding anniversary f- uh, for two weeks in St. Martin. Uh, it's not our place, but this is where we go, um, and it's an island. And you know, we asked all the time, well, "Why don't you move here?" Man, I, you know, any conversation I've had with anybody that's an expat that lives on an island like that, they're either getting off every six months or every three months because, you know, that's it. You're on an island. I mean, there's... You get stir crazy. One thing I did learn during our time in Hawaii, and we spent a couple of weeks, was you have three types of people in Hawaii. You have the tourists. You have those that are serving the tourists. Sure. 
and then you have the obscenely wealthy sure. that just have like multiple houses. Yeah, they yeah, just they happen just, to have a house in Hawaii. No, they just happen to have a house yeah. in Hawaii. So the three, so there's this huge wealth disparity right. because the tourists are coming, they're trying to roll in it because they're visiting, they're on vacation, they're in Hawaii, they're spending money. Would you? Would you? Let's assume money wasn't an issue. Would you buy homes in different parts of the world? Of course. Yeah, I would never do that. Actually. Why not? Uh, I had this conversation with my wife. She says, I want the freedom of traveling anywhere and not being tied with my travel to a location because I own a home there. So before the birth... That's what she said. Before the birth of Airbnb, I would have been in the same boat. About 20 years ago, I would have been saying the same thing. Of what my wife said? No, what you're saying. Of owning homes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, 20 years ago, I would, have, I would have said, yeah, let's do that. Now, um, we're actually looking into this thing called nesting. Okay. Have you heard of this? No. So what happens is, is um, um, you own a home in wherever. Let's call it Hawaii while we're on Hawaii. Okay, sure. I go live in your home for three call months. Call it Maui. 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 Yes. What, whatever it is. Yeah. And then you come live in my house for three months, and we swap houses. Okay. They call it nesting. And is it free? No, no. There's some fees and stuff like that okay. together with it. That's brilliant. But that's, that's what they do. And I know actually a Why couple- can't you just do that with your buddies? Oh, yeah. You're supposed to have those? Come on, you have friends. <laughs> you just go to your buddy. You have a well. I guess it would be difficult because you would have to have the buddy and like having the pad in the sweet spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you would want the buddy to have. I'm not know. going to you know. You don't want your seventy second and third in Bay Ridge. At, yeah, uh, let's go hang out in Bay Ridge again. <laughs> <laughs> Walk down the street in my in my uh, in my uh, John Travolta. Uh, the mayor just walked by again. I know that my my John Travolta. Uh, uh, Spand, not spandex, polyester suit, walking up and down. That's the first time you've ever referenced that. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that movie. Why? Never, I, you know, I grew up in the neighborhood when they shot. I literally grew up in the neighborhood that they shot it in. Trey sold her business in Houston, and she's going back to teaching high school math in the fall, she says. Oh, good for her. Um, Grace Is that Washington. a passion job? It's a passion um, job, I bet you. I bet. I yeah, bet. it's a passion job. Good Grayson, Grayson watching the program right now, you guys are absolutely on point. This show, I, get, I say this comment often on this show, I come for the real estate, but I stay for the chatter and the conversation. Great work, boys. Thank you, Grayson. Thank you. Thank you, um, Bob Yarborough, you talked me out of it. I'm staying at Hayrake Lane in Redfields. I'm not going to Maui again or Kauai after that visual, Jerry. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, Bob. Bob Yarbrough. I love you, Bobby. Genuinely, but he's right, though. <laughs> I, I took that off of my list. Genuinely, uh, Bob Yarbrough's positive energy is radiating on the set right now through the comments section on the I Love Seville group on Facebook. I hate to be the party pooper, folks, but I'm, I'm fading fast. And I you have to, to go to the bathroom. I, I need to use a little boy's room, and I need to pop a pill. My head's I got a pulsating headache at the moment. Keith Smith, Judah Wickhauer, Jerry Miller, Real Talk with Keith Smith. Show archived at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. Show presented by Yes Realty Partners. Keith Smith back in the saddle on Friday at 10 15 a.m. Without cold, I hope. Pull the partners tab down, please. Support them. Support them. We couldn't have this fun without them. Um, They're a lot of fun. Please, 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 please. And you know what? I've I've got to give a shout out to all of them. Oh. You know, we haven't lost one since we've been, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Every one of our partners have been with us the whole time we've been doing this. So thank you so much. I love it. Keith Smith, Judah Wickhauer, Jerry Miller, I Love Seville Show, T-minus one hour, one minute. So long, everybody. Keith, that was fun. Can I go now? You can go right <laughs> Thank now. you.